Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. Today we are starting a new series. And as you can see there, it says, Getting Through the Storm. Well, I think that we can all agree that in a normal year, at a normal time, life can be quite the storm, can't it? And then you throw in everything that's going on now, and it feels like, well, it feels like no other storm I've ever been in. And there's just so many things going on and so many questions that we're facing and so many circumstances that are so weird that quite often what we are left with is a whole bunch of unknowns, a whole bunch of questions, and a whole bunch of fear. We get fear from the media. We get fear from the government. We get fear from our neighbors. We get fear from looking at our own lives. There's just so much fear. And in looking at that and going through that, I'm left with the question of what am I supposed to be afraid of? What am I supposed to do with that? As we're going through the storm, am I supposed to be paralyzed by the storm? Am I supposed to be paralyzed by all the fear that comes with the storm? Or is there some way through this? Is there something I'm supposed to do that actually allows me to get through this? Well, let's, let's look at the book of Psalms today. Psalms chapter 2. Now, The Psalms, if you're looking it up in your Bible, it's in the Old Testament. It actually starts with a P. I don't know why, but Psalm is spelt P-S-A-L-M-S, Psalms. And this is a book in the Old Testament that is a collection of poems or songs written by a whole bunch of different people. And we are looking at Psalm chapter 2 today. And this is what it says. We're actually going to read this a couple times. But this is what it says. Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against His anointed, saying, Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. 
serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss his son, or he will be angry, and your way will lead to your destruction. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Now, there's a whole lot in there. There's a whole lot of stuff in there. And a lot of it has to do with this fear question. And we face fear. Some of the fear that we face has to do with being a church or having faith, and we feel like maybe politics or culture or the media or the world is against us, and we fear what they're going to say, we fear what they're going to do, we fear how they're going to treat us, they fear how they're going to react to us, they fear what they're going to try to do to control us or change us or keep us from being able to do or say. We have fear about what kind of schemes may be going on in the world, or what kind of conspiracies may be at play. We fear how people are going to treat us and how that's going to affect our relationships. We also face fear just with, seems like, everything in our lives. We fear death. We fear this virus. We fear the consequences of the vaccine. We fear what comes next. We fear not having enough for our family. We fear what's going to happen to our family. We fear the consequences of our mistakes and actions. We fear getting sick. We fear those around us getting sick. We fear work, we fear school, we fear rejection, we fear, we fear, we fear. And sometimes, and sometimes we even create our own fear. Sometimes we live our lives in such a way that we sabotage our life course, our, our direction, and, and we end up facing the consequences of our actions. Sometimes we end up pushing against God and we create the, our own problems. Like when we, we use a tool wrong and we end up destroying the tool and destroying the project or we, we end up putting diesel fuel into our gas-powered car and we, we, we use it wrong and so we cause problems. And at other points, we end up just pushing against God, and not just for our own lives, but we start to push it into other people's lives, and we push against the will of God, and God actually opposes us. And we create these circumstances, and we create these problems that lead to our own destruction. There's a lot of fear in our lives. Some of it is just there because of the world we live in. Some of it is there because of our own doing. Listen to the psalm again. 
It says, Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against His anointed, saying, Let us break off their chains. Let's throw off the shackles of God. Let's throw off the shackles of His anointed. And the one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He makes fun of them. And He rebukes them. He gets after them in His anger and terrifies them in His wrath, saying, I have installed My King on Zion, My holy mountain. And I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to Me, You are My Son. Today I have become Your Father. Ask Me and I will make the nations Your inheritance, the ends of the earth Your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, You kings of the earth, be wise, be warned, be warned. You rulers of the earth, serve the Lord with fear and celebrate His rule with trembling. Kiss His Son or He will be angry and your way will lead to your destruction. For His wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in Him. What I think this boils down to, and this isn't everything in the passage, but this is what I want to, it boils down to for us today. What I want you to get today is that when you fear God, it means that you don't need to fear anything else. Let me say it again. When you fear God, it means you don't need to be afraid of anything else. This is a strong psalm. These are strong words. These are uncomfortable words. To hear about the wrath of God, to hear about His, his opposition to those that oppose Him, that, that if we do not fear Him, that there is destruction. And what does it mean to fear Him? I want to stand up here and be like, well, he doesn't actually mean don't be afraid. He just means respect him. But he means fear him. Because he is the Almighty God. Life and death are in his hands and his hands alone. Your eternity, the eternity of your kids, of your parents, of your neighbors, are in His hands, no one else's. He has the right to say and do what He wants, and you do not have the right to oppose Him. We need to fear God. And at the same time, I don't think that you need to be terrified because He is not a mean God. He is a God that saw us in our opposition and fought for us anyways. He is a God that loves you. He is a God that makes a way for you. He is a God that has proven that He has your best interest at heart. That He wants what is best for you. 
And that he isn't looking to make life hard for you. He isn't looking to just use you just to make life better for him. He is fighting for you. He isn't just going to torture you just for pleasure. He isn't going to manipulate you just to get something out of it. He is fighting for you. But that doesn't change that he deserves our fear. But that also means that also means that if we fear God and that we are focused on him and that we put his will as our highest priority and that is their goal and that is our direction and as that is what determines where we go in our life then that means not only are we do we have that priority right that means that everything in our life gets put in place by God that means that every opposition to us is an opposition to God that may, now I'm not talking about your own plans and your own dreams. I'm talking about when you put your priority as fearing God and you are following Him, then when somebody opposes you following Him, they are opposing God Himself. That the things of the world are no longer things that can't be defeated. That the challenges we face are no longer things that manipulate and have control over you. It means that God is actually involved fighting for you. He is actually involved putting those other things in place. He is the God that came and died to free you from the power of sin and death. He is the God that can heal. He is the God that can forgive. He is the God that wins. He is the God that wins in the end. I know sometimes we like to talk about how the world is going down and down and down. As if we're going to somehow lose this world. You didn't read the last chapter then. Because in the last chapter, God wins. And so if you fear God, you don't need to be afraid of anything else. Now, I used to be and at times still am, a guy that has to wrestle with anxiety and fear. For a lot of years, I was scared of everything. I worried about everything. Didn't matter if it was school or homework or girls or my future, whatever it was. I worried about everything. And I'm not in that place anymore, but sometimes it, it comes up and it hits me. And I've got to remember that if I fear God, I don't need to be afraid of anything else. It's like, it's like that story of the three pigs. Two of them built their houses out of things that weren't worth building their houses out of. One built out of straw and the other one built it out of sticks. The big bad wolf came along and he huffed and he puffed and he blew and the house crashed down and they had bacon. And the last pig built his house out of bricks. And the big bad wolf came along and he huffed and he puffed and he blew and he blew and he blew and he blew. 
and he couldn't blow the house down. The pig had nothing to be afraid of because he was living in the right house. Now, in other parts of the Bible, it calls God a strong tower. The righteous will run in and they will be saved. Those that fear God do not need to be afraid of anything else. So what does that mean for us in how we live our lives? That means that you need to align your life with Jesus. That you can't just fear God with your words, you have to fear Him with your life. And that means that if you fear Him and you take His word as the definitive determining word of what is right and what is wrong, what is good and what is bad, that means you need to start taking those movements to align your life with Jesus. You need to do what He says when He says it. That means forgiving people, that means letting go of grudges, that means giving, that means serving, that means making sure that you are getting rid of the addictions in your life, that means you're reprioritizing what it is your goal is, whether that's retirement instead of reaching people, or you need to start sharing your faith with other people, or you need to change how you manage your finances, or you need to change how you deal with your family, or how you deal with your coworkers, or you need to start being more honest at work, or you need to start being honest with your family, whatever it is. You need to align your life with Christ. It means that you need to seek His resources when you face problems. That when you are in a pinch, when you're in trouble and things are coming down on you and it's hard and you don't know what to do or where to turn, you need to stop trying to do it on your own. You need to do it by the power of God. That it is by His resources that you are provided for. It is by His resources that things come together. It is by Him that you are saved. And whether that's a financial crisis or a family crisis, whether that's a health crisis or an addiction or a sin or a marriage or something with your kids or something with this virus, You're not meant to do it on your own. You run into that strong tower. You take the resources of God that He has made available. Because it is Him that saves. Not your cleverness. Not your connections. Not your money. Not your political affiliation. Not your science. Not your social circle. It is God himself. The third thing is we have got to start being bold and brave. We cannot be a people of fear. We cannot allow fear to determine who we are and how we live our lives. Now, I don't think that we should be stupid or throw caution to the wind. I think we still need to use our brains. But we cannot be people of fear. Because we should only have one fear. And that 
is the fear of God. Because if you fear God, it means that you don't need to be afraid of anything else. And that has, fearing God has this incredible effect on us. When you fear God and you start aligning your life with Him, you will start to see the characteristics, the things that Jesus said and did and His attitudes, you will start to see those things appearing in your life, in your own attitudes, in your own actions, in your own conversation. You will begin to act more and more like Jesus. You will actually be able to face problems with confidence because it's not confidence in your ability or confidence in your resources. It's confidence in God. And it's this confidence that even if things don't go the way you plan, you know that God is fighting for you and He is watching out for you and that you can face death and know that you are going to die and know that He has defeated death. And you do not need to fear it. That you can face challenges and you can face pain and you can face problems. And know that He has overcome the world. And He can get you through it. He knows what He's doing. And in the end, He wins. And it doesn't matter what people say or what people do or what the consequences are. He wins. And you are His. And He looks at the, the work of the kings of this world, and he laughs at them. There is one more important thing that we need to talk about here. And that's the fact that yes, if you fear God, you don't need to be afraid of anything else. But there's also the fact that if you do not fear God, You need to be afraid. That if you oppose God, you will lose, and you will lose badly. If you go against God, there is no winning. And God has made it available, and he has presented his son, saying, you don't need to oppose me, I can make a way for you. But if you are here today and you are pushing against God and you are fighting Him, you need to know that you will not win that fight. He will let you live your life. But you won't get away with it. And I don't believe that, we, that fear is a great motivation to follow God, but you need to understand That those things in our lives, and you may consider yourself a follower of Jesus, but if there are things in your life that you are not surrendering to him, that you are holding on to him, and that you are doing in opposition to what he is telling you to do, you need to understand that you will not win that fight. Whether it's you start walking down the line and you don't have his protection or you start walking down that road and he actually opposes what you're doing, you will not win that fight. He's very clear. He's very clear that you will not win. And so I've got to say to you, I've got to warn you. 
If there is something in your life that you're opposing God on, surrender it. Turn to Him and decide today to fear God only. And instead of being afraid of everything, you won't have to be afraid of anything else. Because when you fear God, it means you don't need to be afraid of anything or anyone else. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways. Thank you.